Well, we're back, guys. So today we've got the spectacular couple, the Curbs, who run and operate a, an amazing moving company called Busta Moves here in Idaho. Um, we are lucky to have them on the show today, and I'm super excited for you guys to learn what it takes uh, in the moving industry and how uh, moving is such a big part of, of real estate. Um, it's, it's kind of the quiet big sister or big brother, whatever you would call it, but it's definitely a big part of, of real estate and how people um, such as the Curbs can help you know people move. Taylor, we'll start off with you. If you yeah, just give a little yeah. bit of introduc introduction, it'd be great. Yeah, my name is Taylor Curbs. Um, one of the co-founders of Bustle Moves Moving Company. And we started uh, five, almost six years ago. We're coming up on six years. And it's just been an amazing journey. You know, like what you're saying, the moving is a big part of the real estate uh, uh, industry. And what's interesting as as a, a lender, as an agent, you guys get to get to go shopping for the fun house. You guys get to work and strategize. How do we get you into that dream home? But you're just getting their family into that. We're home. getting to the, the beginning point. Yeah. 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 And so it's fun for us to um, step in and and keep that excitement up because moving does suck. It's it's miserable. It's stressful. Um, and we don't want people to miss out on the wonderful opportunity of moving to a new house. And so that was the whole idea that we could bridge that gap and keep the excitement for the customer the whole time. What about you? Hi. Marcella. Yeah, I'm Marcella Curbs. I'm a co-founder of Bustin' Moves Moving Company. And we've been operating, like Taylor said, for six years. Um, and it's been a heck of a ride. Uh, just the growth, the opportunity within every community where we've started nice. um, Bustin' Moves, where Bustin' Moves has grown. And so we're just super grateful for Idaho. Um, we're grateful for all our referrals when it comes to lenders and realtors. Um, and like Taylor said, we are there. I mean, you're there too in the right. nitty gritty part of trying to get them in. And then we're there to like physically trying to get them into their house. Um, and so we pride ourselves on making it a stress-free process. Uh, there's no doubt. Uh, any and everybody has moved, right? Everybody's mm -hmm. done it. And it is super, super stressful. Yeah. I'm calling buddies, getting them lined up, doing the, the grunt work per se of, <laughs> of moving furniture and getting yes. things in. It's never, it's never fun, but, um, well, let's start off with just kind of what inspired you guys to, number one, create Busta Moves mm -hmm. and just make it into what it is today. So what, what was that inspiration? So that inspiration, I think it started out of uh, hardships and frustration. Um, so Taylor, uh, he comes from a, a family of divorce. Um, and so he especially knew the frustration of moving and trying to get buddies together. And I mean, not only is it difficult on the body, but it's also like such an emotional burden to move yourself. And I think him and his mom went through that a lot um, when he was younger. So he got really good at, at doing that. Um, and then we, as a young married couple, you know, we were both going to college living that dream. And it was so interesting while we were going to college, we would tell people, you know, yeah, we're going to school for this or that. And they would be so, so proud of us. And we would sit down and Taylor would do the math. And he was just telling me, we're going to be just as broke as we are right now when we finish, if not worse, you know, and, but we, we lived off of that, uh, a dream of like, if we go to college, if we put in the time, if we 
do all the things, it's going to pay back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we are in the generation where that is not so much true as it was for past generations. Um, and so I think Taylor finally was just like, okay, I'm going to have to figure something out for my family. Um, and so he told me, I'm going to start a moving company. Um, and I was not the most supportive wife in the whole world, but I saw something change in Taylor. Um, he began to wake up like four or five in the morning. Um, at the time we had two little, little kids. He was working full time. I was working and going to college and he would wake up and he would study, study this moving thing. Uh, and I mean, we didn't have money to do courses or, or business classes or anything like that. The studying was like YouTube university. Learning it. Learning YouTube it. YouTube is, is such a university. It yeah. is. And, and, <laughs> and it's, it's for free. free. And, and it's entertaining. And and so that's kind of how he started. Um, and that, look, that seemed different to me. I'm like, okay, that's what you're doing, I guess. And uh, little by little, he discovered a few things, discovered how hard it is to start a business, first of all, and, and not only to start it just yourself, that's one thing, but to get other people to believe in you too, you know, like going to banks or, or even telling family members, you know, they would kind of (laughs) giggle, you know, we had family members that would pull pull us aside and be like, are you sure about this? Is this really going to work? Yeah. And so, and I think their big fear was, um, you know, I was always chasing a dream that I thought I wanted. Right. I was a really good football player, but a terrible student. And so um, I'm like, well, if I want to play football, if I want to keep doing this, I got to go to school. If I want to have a, a, a good life, you have to go to school. You have to go to school. Yeah. People just kept telling me that, kept telling me that. So I'm like, okay, I guess I, I go to school, you know? And it got to a point where I was so bad at school. Like I took, I failed business classes. I've fa- I've failed so many classes and I retook those classes continuing t- trying to succeed at that. Succeed at school exactly. And I just finally was just like enough is enough. I'm not going to school anymore. I can't do this. I can't I I can't force myself to be something that I'm not. And then it's about a year after quitting school, I was working for uh, my stepdad. He owned, he, they owned a trust company. And so I was designing trusses for all the new builds in town and seeing all this growth. And I was just like, now, now is the time to start my moving company, you know? And I, I've done a lot of research and a majority of f- success and failure of a business, it's all timing. Uh, it's every bit of it's time. It's, it's the commitment to the timing that it takes to get to where you need to be. Exactly. Right? Yes. I, I mean, agree. there was creators of, it, I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically YouTube. And I think it was either late nineties or early two thousands and they failed. They couldn't figure it out. A few years later, it just blows up and it is what it is today, you know? So everything, and, and there was that study, um, that guy really broke it down. It's all timing. So I saw that timing. I saw, and then the, the LDS temple was announced here right. in Pocatello. And we saw what that did in, in our Twin area, Falls. in Twin Falls, mm-hmm. um, growth. The, the whole world was uh, recession. The whole world was going under. In 08. In 08. And Southern Idaho was thriving the temple just came into town. And so like, we didn't think much of it, but then I kind of just started putting that all together and I knew growth was coming. So and you learned something in that business class, whether you know it or not. Right. Absolutely. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, there was something learned there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah there, I, I took, maybe, maybe there was learning, but it was the, uh, okay, go do 
homework, go do this tedious stuff that doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a college degree shows your persistency. Yeah. I don't think it shows your knowledge. Yeah, it's persistency and respons- understanding your responsibility. Exactly. Absolutely. And so I do respect people who do have a degree. Yeah. That's I got really- it and I don't use it at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I respect it because you did get it. It was a lot, of, a lot of work. And so always trying to do what somebody else told me was going to be successful. Mm-hmm. I finally just um, told Marcella, hey, we're going to do this. And it was the same thing. No, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't go that route. That route. You can't um, only depend on yourself. We need that safe pay- paycheck. We need you to clock in, clock out. And I think what that final switch was is I said, "I'll prove it to you." Yeah. Like I know you don't have faith in me. I know that you don't think we can do this right now. I'm going to show you. But watch, you know. And it wasn't out of hate. It wasn't out of spite. And she wasn't trying to be. She was um, just being logical in a sense, they, right? Yeah, well, and 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 rightfully so. I've I've failed so many times in my life, you know. Rightfully so, uh, that she would think this is another thing because it's always been potential. Yeah, Taylor's always been potential. How how you know? It's always big ideas with no action. Right. So I completely understand where her fear, fear was. was. Yeah. yeah, you know. But I just I just finally said well, I'm doing it. And I've never looked back since. I've just been going hard at it. I love it. It's been life changing. It's been amazing to see um, the other lives that we've changed. You know, employees. We have an employee coming up on on five years. Mm-hmm. You know, we're six years in business. His fifth year will be in April. We have another guy whose fifth year will be in October, September. So they've, they've watched mm-hmm. it grow. They've yeah, yeah, they've been right there. You know, and they've awesome. also had that growth mindset because when you start a business, we how we do things now is way different than what we did five years ago. So they've kept that same growth mindset of like, we're always adapting. We're always learning, continuing our education. Um I don't do the moves as much as actually ever. I don't do <laughs> at all. At, at you all. did your part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do the moves. Um, and I was worried, how do you keep, how do you keep the quality? How do you keep, uh, you know, guys engaged and, and, and the, the loyalty and the commitment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, we have never stopped our education. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a personal moving guru coach that we, for um, you guys, for, for us. us. Yep, yeah. For us. So we can continue because we just aren't satisfied either. You know, we're, we're those, uh. I heard a, I don't know if it's a true statistic, but this guy was just talking about high, high, uh, high performers. 90% of the time we think we're failing. We yeah. think somebody's beating us. I raised my hand for that one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You always feel like you're getting beat, you know, and then 2% of the time you're actually, oh, wow, I'm pretty good. Or we're good at this. It jumps right back. And in. then exactly. it goes right back underneath. And another 8%, you're just confused the whole time. <laughs> just trying, to, just, trying to figure it just out. Trying to figure things out. Um, no, but I, I am so grateful for what bus and moves. Um, and we consider it a breathing, living. Yes. It's organism. its own person. It's its own person. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm so grateful for bus and moves and, and everything that it's done for us. And yeah. And I think that, that whole, uh, me not being excited about the business thing was just, you know, there's always two pieces to, I think, most partnerships. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's the dreamer. Yeah. And that's Taylor. That would be me, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Weird. That's a fun job. That's yeah, that's fun so job. fun for you guys. So big ambitions. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. That's and my wife. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I'm the logical, realist, sometimes pessimist 
person. Um, but I think it's worked so well for us. Oh yeah. It's a balance. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes we bump heads hard because Taylor has these huge ideas and I'm like, okay, but like logistically in the real world on paper, how does this work? And so I think that me being so against starting the business actually pushed him, actually pushed him to like, be like, okay, I'm going to have to like prove it to her. So like, I was like, show me who you're calling. Show me like how much the trucks cost. Show me what happens if it fails. How do we get out of this? Show me, show me, show me. And he was like, oh, I have to show her. And he did. And yeah. he did wonderful. And he's never stopped showing That's me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm the youngest in my family. So I'm used to always having someone with me, you know, my mom with me, friends with me. Um, I love doing stuff with Marcel and sometimes <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm like, Hey, just sit next to me. You know, that's just, all you need. Just, I just need somebody next to me. But at the beginning I had, no, I didn't have anybody mm-hmm. to do that with. That I had to do it. Yep. And it, it opened up something inside of me. I still like, I don't mind working by myself, but I love working together. Mm-hmm. You know, now, now it's not of a, of a, a necessity or it's, just, it's out of it's a out of love and it's out of love and, and want, you right. know, and I'm choosing this. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Taylor, how long did it take you to finally go, okay, this is an idea, to I'm pressing play, I'm going to start moving to where it became, this is my full time, I'm doing this 100%. So, um, it first started as I wanted storage units with a moving truck that the, my customers, my tenants could use. And I've been poor my whole life. I didn't know... <laughs> you know, talking money. I just thought you could just say, Hey, I want to open this up and And someone gives you money. And (laughs) And there you go. And there you go. And so I got looking into storage units and you have to be a millionaire to, isn't that crazy? You you Mm -hmm. really have to have a lot of money to get into something like that. So then I finally just said, and it was always going to be a moving company with it. So I was like, let's skip that first expensive step. Let's go get a $12,000 moving truck. You know, that's a lot easier to, when you have zero, like, 12,000 is a lot, but it's mm-hmm. a lot more. It's, it's a, a, it's a, it's a small business venture. Exactly. exactly. Right. Yep, exactly. So we, uh, we did that and, uh, I was still working my job trying to text and answer, answer why I was at the other desk job. And we shared the same office, my stepdad, the owner, we, you know, so it's not like I can just be on the phone call and <laughs> taking jobs. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I couldn't do that. So I just told myself, I'm like, Hey, like, I've done a couple jobs. Mm-hmm. We have this much money to show from those two jobs. That's more than me being here for a week. Yep. So every phone call that I miss because I'm working this a week's desk worth job, of pay. Oh, if yeah. not more, if, if, if not, not more, more, you know. And so then I, I once again I had to show her. Okay, I'm like, if we do three jobs a week at first, it covers X, Y, and Z, and then we'll have this little bit to play with. You know, and so I really had to kind of almost show Marcella the bare minimum. Well, you were showing yourself too, though. Like yeah. I feel like you you still had to give it proof internally, right? Yes, right, absolutely. You know, and just to show, okay, we can we can get three jobs a week. We're already about I missing these phone calls, and so yeah, I told Marcella. Two weeks after our Craigslist post, I said, hey, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. Two weeks. <laughs> two two weeks. Can you believe that, Brooks? I was two freaking weeks. out. There wasn't, and, and in two weeks, you don't make. I mean, we probably made, you know, five, 600 bucks profit in those two weeks, but it's not like enough to be okay. (laughs) I'm comfortable. I'm I'm comfortable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I do feel like that is what drove, um, me. I know this because 
in my business, it's the same way. A hundred percent in gives tenfold, then even 90% in. Yes. yes. So if you're a hundred percent committed to the game, to what you're trying to accomplish, your returns are definitely going to be greater. If there's no plan B. If there's no plan B. It's you only have <laughs> A to succeed. Right. You know, and so that's what it was. And and when I talk to people about starting a business, that's the thing is I just say you just got to go. Mm-hmm. You just got to do it. You just if you do it and don't look back and don't keep this side, you know, the safety net of a 9 to 5 with yeah. benefits. Um, if you can just set that to the, you know, just say, nope, and go after it. I'm not it, going back. You're yeah. not going back. You won't, you won't fail. Right. And Taylor always says this thing. He's always, always tells people, cause we get people that come up to us and ask us about business and what we recommend and the Your safe story route. Is very inspirational. Yeah. I, mean, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I appreciate that. And Taylor always tells them burn the ships, which is the scariest thing. Cause everybody talks about doing a side hustle or during your time off or on the weekends. Cause that was, that's what I told him to do. I'm all, you can do this on the weekends. You can do this on holidays. If you, you know, things like that. When it um, doesn't inconvenience your nine to five. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I wanted that reassurance, but he, you have to be able to bet on yourself, which is the scariest thing. Yeah. Right. Because you'll either succeed, which is amazing. Well, no, no. Well, go ahead, finish. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, or I'll you will fail, yeah. which is heartbreaking. Yeah. So betting on yourself, um, there, you either succeed or you give up, in my opinion, when you bet mm. on yourself. And I, and I say I like that, that nicely, but yeah, because it's either you're going to do it until it works. Yes. Or you're going to give in to say, okay, I didn't, I didn't succeed. But before I, to it me, works. Giving up before it works. Yes. It's going to work. We had a conversation before we, we press play today, but, and that was kind of where um, Taylor was talking about is just, it takes time for things to grow mm-hmm. and understanding that niche and just pressing play for that length of time, that commitment that it takes to get there. Yeah. It's, you got to put it in. Well, and when I say you're not going to fail, what I mean by you're gonna that fail, you're going to fail. fail so you're, much. You're going <laughs> to fail so much, but losing at something doesn't mean you're a fa- failure. If you give up, like you said, right. That's mm-hmm. the failure, failure side of it. Mm-hmm. So, that's so I like that. So it's a fail. Yes. Yes. If you give which up. is a pathway still. Yeah. But failure is when you, when you just stop. And stop. Say, okay, it's not yeah. Like it. yep. And, and sometimes the heartbreak is too much to continue. And, and I get it's that. It's not meant for everybody. It's right. not meant for everybody. Right. And I, and I think that that's one thing. Taylor had grown such thick skin through his failures that, he was just like, I'm going to do this. Gonna I'm going to do this. And I'm going to use this, these experiences that I've had before where I haven't met my potential, where it hasn't turned out how I wanted to. And I'm going to pour it all here. And this is going to work out. That is, that's a good story. And, and some, it just comes natural. Like I don't, because I, it's so, something you love, right? It's something mm-hmm. I love. Right. And it's not even like, Oh, I sat and I read this book and now I'm going to go do this. <laughs> like sometimes things just get thrown at you. And you just have to make a quick decision and then you're like, you know what, that was, that was a good decision or, uh, that was probably not the best decision. Now let's go back and, and rewrite but this. But it restructures you know? the decision that you're going to make moving forward because you, you use that information yeah. that you learned from that failure to better your yep. next step. So yeah. I think they're all, they all play a role. They all worth it or yeah. they're all worth it in the end. Absolutely. It's just understanding where you are using what you've come, where you come from and, and push them, push them forward. So we got Taylor, we got his vision. We understand, um, the motivation that he has, which is strong, strong. Um, Marcella, what is it that you bring 
to Buster Moves that has helped the company grow and just kept this vision alive. Oh, that's going to choke me up. So Taylor mentioned earlier that he's the youngest in his family. Right. Well, I'm the oldest in mine. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like as the oldest, um, and just with my family history, my parents are immigrants, didn't speak the language, had to learn the culture in this country, which was very difficult. My siblings and I didn't know English until we went to school. I was always used to helping Right. As if I if I saw someone struggling, I would help with my parents, with my siblings, even in school, translating for other kids who had just moved here from another country. You know, I just always seem to be in these positions of helping and taking on that load. So when Taylor started Bustin' Moves, I was not supportive, (laughs) but it got to a point where I was just like, man, like he's doing something right. But it also got to a point where he couldn't do it all. So he could go out and perform the moves. He can go out and do all those things, but he couldn't take on the sales calls. But I had this fun thing while I was teaching that was called a lunch break. (laughs) And so during my lunch break, after I got done teaching seventh grade social studies, during my lunch break, during my prep, I was calling back customers. I was texting customers. um, And that was me trying to help him with that load. contribution, Contribution, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, the kind of partner that's used to being like, all right, well, good luck. (laughs) You know, I'm definitely the kind of partner that will like step in and help. And so that's, that's where I started with it. Um, and then I have a background in sales. And so I started using my sales. I worked at a calling center, so I knew how to sound pleasant on the phone. I worked at AT AT&T, so I knew how to sell a product and ask for the sale. I used all those experiences, just how Taylor had used his experiences in his life. I was able to use the The same the the, the small amount of tools that I had to make someone feel comfortable with the phone, inform them about the process, give them accurate expectations and wrap it up and get that sell. So um, that's what I did at the beginning. And also at the beginning, um, it's so important to have as an entrepreneur to have a supportive spouse. And I remember working 16, 18, you know, 20, it was back to back to back to back long days. And not once did I ever have a text message from Marcella. Hey, when are you coming home? Hey, uh, I've been with the kids for it's, my, it's your turn. It's yeah, exactly. I, she never once made me feel like I was choosing the business over the family. She just stepped up. She said, all right, he's doing that. I'm going to make sure everything's taken care of here. And that, that helped out a lot. Cause I didn't want to be working those, those long no, days, but I knew it was necessary. You, 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 you have to, and she knew it too. And so it was just the support of, <laughs> of not wanting me to do it, but then the support of, uh, um, uh, taking care of the kids, you know, taking care of the house. I get home, there'd be dinner next morning. I'd be walking out. She'd have a breakfast burrito with me or for me every day. Like it was, the support was amazing to, to make me clear headed and just say, let's go, let's go after it. So that was also a very big thing that you did even before answering phone calls. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just felt I knew all the sacrifice that like physically, mentally it was taking on ta- on that it was putting on Taylor. So I knew that if I could shuttle the girls to school, to daycare, shuttle them between dance classes and things like that and answer a few calls, I thought I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. And then Taylor grew it and grew it and grew it to such a point where we needed to have uh, procedures and we needed everyone to be doing the same thing. We needed to have cell scripts. We needed to have a CRM system. We needed to have 
all these other SOPs. And that's when I nerded out. Uh-huh. Love it. So I'm big, huge into process and procedures. Nice. So like if you're starting a business, one thing I learned from Taylor when he started it, we'd have problems come up, whether a guy would call in, whether a customer would, you know, change their dates. He started to write down these problems and solutions oh, nice. in a book. Taylor, good job. Yeah. In a notebook. And I was just like, okay, we need to have this notebook so everyone can follow it. Right. Cause there's no point in you being the best at your job. If you are the best at your job, you just have a job. Yeah, I love that. That's a true statement. So I've been in management before, yeah. you know, I managed over 200 employees and I always had that concept that there has to be someone that's better at the job than I am. Yes. And it's not that they look at him as someone underneath me, but I need no. someone there that knows the ins and outs and can perform better than I can. Like yes. you said, because otherwise you're only as good as you personally, yeah. yes. one person. Yeah. And then once that one person is taken out of the equation, the whole ball falls apart. Right. Yeah. And then so, everything bottlenecks. Yeah. Yes. Then everything has to go, well, how do you feel about this, Taylor? What do you think about mm-hmm. this, Taylor? And now you're making every decision and it just goes nowhere. You, yeah. Like you said, you're only one person. You can only do so much, right. you know, and it's it build that team up. Build it up. Build that team up and build that playbook, right? Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we have something that's called our sales Bible. And that's probably the first thing that we started with. We started with creating a script for everything, for inbound calls, for outbound calls, for rebuttals, for when someone's husband is like, I don't know, I think me and my buddies can, can do, do it. it. Like we <laughs> have rebuttals for everything so that therefore our salespeople can focus on that person on the phone and not try to think like, oh, how am I supposed to answer this? We have our systems all mapped out. And I think that that has made the biggest difference for Taylor and I. Now we're able, Taylor hasn't done a move in years. I haven't taken a sales call in years. The only calls I take are customer service calls because for whatever you reason, love I love it. You love it. I love just, it. She's good, good at it. She's, yeah. She is. She's just got a good yeah. air, or aurora, how do you say yeah. aura yeah. around you that Thank just kind you. of gives that calming sense. So I think it's good. I think it's real. But good. she's also. Like she knows her, she too. knows She's, it. Yeah. Like and that's what you have to do in customer service. You have to show empathy and care, but also you gotta be a little, mm-hmm. a little hey, this, is, this is the process. And yes. it, it, it's nice that you don't have a ton of customer no, service luckily. issues, you know, in our industry, yes. it, it is kind of a hard industry, but, uh, um, we are good at what we do, but it doesn't mean we're exactly, exactly. And so, so that would, yeah, that's the number one thing. Having your processes, having your procedures, having them written down, in a place where you can pass them on to your company. Um, and Taylor's also uh, done a wonderful job with like building our team and the culture. That's one thing that to me has been such a hard thing for me, the, the logistics part of it, the writing things out, mapping things out that comes easy. Culture for me is difficult and he's been able to master that. And I think that's why we've had movers that have stayed with us for five plus years, movers that will move to Boise when we open up Boise, you know, that'll do those things. Yeah. Because right now we have, it's slower time. So we have 15 movers and out of those 15, two of them started, you know, six months ago, everybody else, they're coming on two years plus. Yeah. You know, and so uh, culturally, I I don't know what it, people ask all the time. What's your secret sauce? What's what, lucky? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I, I I always go back. I was a very coachable person. 
I, uh, I would do what my coaches said. I was a, you know, always a good player. So I, I would, I was very coachable and I look back at what did the best coaches do? The best coaches aren't the ones who never yelled at you. You know, the best coaches are the ones that built you up to your potential, who built you up to what they saw for you. And so I do that with my guys. I, I have high expectations for them. And when they fall short, we have a very tough conversation, but they know that, um, everything's out of love and I'm just trying to make them, a, I don't want them to just be better movers. I want them to be better men, better right. people, better husbands, better fathers. And I just think it's that culture that, uh, that they feel that they feel my nice. love and appreciation. They feel the expectations as well, you know, and the, and the stress of that, but there is just a very unique culture and it's not just silly, goofy, laughy, laughy, you know, it's, it's hard work. And, yeah. and to keep that at such a high level, um, I, I, I can't perfectly nail it down to what that secret sauce is, but it has something to do with that appreciation. Uh, I really appreciate everything that everybody does. Well, you're only as good as we we can talk about this for days, but you're only as good as, as your, your lowest employee. Mm-hmm. So if you're treating your lowest empo- employee with appreciation and giving them the respect that they deserve, but also showing them that, Hey, there's a standard we need to hold up to it. Absolutely. Um, that makes bust moves look good. That yeah. makes Taylor look good. That makes Marcel looks good, yeah. but it yeah. also makes, um, you know, that, that employee look good. Because we're one. Bust yeah. and moves is one. Right. You know, if the sales says this and the movers say this and the customer service says this, to that customer, it's all bust and moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. All right. So we've talked about the techniques and pathways that we've taken to start the business. Mm-hmm. Let's let's give people that are in the moving, um, or they bought a house and they need to move. Mm-hmm. What are the steps that they have to go through? What is something that they should, or what are the things that they should expect and how does Bust Moves make this even better? So this year, we uh, we, we use this uh, phrase, done, done. And it's a sales tactic. It's a um, operation standpoint. Um, we It's done, done. So we tell our customers, um, you book with us today, you're done, done. Mm-hmm. That is the last time that you have to think about your move. Right. We do everything in our communication from the time that you book to the end of your move. It is just a streamline of good, constant communication. Keep you aware of what's going on. You look at a lot of our reviews and they said, I never had to worry about anything because they kept me so aware of what was going on. So um, if a customer were to call us today because they just bought a house, congratulations. Uh, But you are as good as done, done. Good. If you book. And I think um, one thing that we do with all our customers, we tell them right away, no matter who you talk to in our office, whether it's Connor, whether it's Jenny, whether it's Alex, you're going to get the exact same information and there's not going to be any confusion because we invest in technology in our company. So we have a CRM system. So if you call us, you can give us your name, your address, that's never going to get lost. That's in our system. So next time you talk to Jenny or next time you talk to Alex, they have all that information. You don't have to repeat yourself. You don't have to remind us of when you called last. We got you because we know that moving is so stressful. We want to make it stress-free for you. So we have a sell scripts that we'll go through. We'll tell you exactly um, what it's going to look like day of, and we set up accurate expectations for them. 
the perfect move, which is a written down process for our movers. Yes. Yep. And so in the perfect move, they arrive, they, you know, whether they back the truck up or park, the lead gets there, introduces themselves, introduces the rest of the crew, does a walkthrough with the customer. As he's doing this walkthrough, you know, if there's anything else, you know, if the customer forgot, oh, I totally forgot that, you know, this TV isn't going. The lead is writing all this down. This is all done before the first thing's moved. Yes, yeah, before right. the first thing is moved. As soon as they're done with that, they're prepping the house, right? Because it's not just about protecting your furniture. We don't want to scrape walls. Yeah, we don't want to yeah. scratch up floors. So we are protecting your house because we are professional movers. Right. They get there. The house is protected. Furniture is protected. We start loading things out. And it's very much a Tetris situation. Yes. And so our lead mover is the one in charge of loading up the truck. Um, the other movers are in charge of, you know, disassembling furniture, bringing it to him. And he is stacking, stacking it according to weight. Um, the best way to distribute that weight, the best way to stack it. So it works out in the most efficient way possible. And we like to put things in phrases. So we go, uh, a tier is a load. You're just, you're, you're making tiers basically. And with that tier, you want to go base, which is typically a dresser. Uh, bigger furniture, sturdy furniture. So that's your base. And then we go medium. Those are medium boxes. It's things that are kind of heavy, but they're getting a little bit lighter. And then on that top layer, we do chowder. Chowder is anything that is loose ends, uh, light boxes, lampshades, anything like that. So as the crew leads loading the truck, a crew member doesn't have to be like, hey, what do you want next? He can look and be like, oh, we could probably start another tier. I'm going to bring a base. So he knows, yeah. So everybody mm-hmm. knows exactly uh, what to do at every moment. And it's uh, it's called Gilbert's Law. And it said employees are the most frustrated when they don't know what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't want to ask what to do, yeah. you know. And so that's what we wanted to create um, systems and phrases Easier. where they know what to do at all times. Yeah. But that's a benefit to the the, ho- the homeowner because Absolutely. they know that their stuff's going to get taken care of. Absolutely. Exactly. And we do this multiple times a day. You mm-hmm. know, we have anywhere from eight crews, six crews, four crews, crews out day after day after day. Mm-hmm. So our guys, this is an art form for them. Mm. This isn't like this is their first time doing it and they're not quite sure. No, they did this (laughs) yesterday. They might have done this this morning and now they're at your house. So... Gosh, that's a good exercise. So props to to your movers. Our guys are ripped. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Prop to your movers. Um, So if I am a homeowner... Yes. What is the turnaround time to expect with hiring a moving company? What's the size of your house? So let's let's just use mine. So like a three thousand square foot house. And you're packing uh, yourself? Uh, yeah, I can if you okay. need to. Oh, we can for you too. <laughs> We'd love to pack, store your things, move it, and we're actually your running TVs. a special right now. <laughs> if you hire us to pack and move, we provide all the packing materials. <laughs> nice. Um, so I would say for your house, I would expect full days worth of work. Full so work. that you know that could be eight hours. And a lot of the times, if customers are concerned about time, we give them tools to empower themselves. You know, if you're concerned about time, you know what you can do? You can um, go ahead and stage the house. So you can uh, uh, disassemble beds or yeah. move things forward. Things because we like understand that. customers have budget. Everyone has a budget. budget and, 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 our, and, and our guys aren't going to go milk the clock. But we also can't jeopardize the quality of work to fit your budget. Yeah. Um, 
and and with that being said is we don't want to skip corners on protecting your house. Mm -hmm. We don't want to skip corners on wrapping your furniture correctly, shrink wrapping. So that's where we talk, you know, we're going to do our best. We're going to work very fast and efficient, but if there's things that you're worried about, maybe adding time, then that's where you could put a little leg work in. Do your, yeah. Do your, you know, due diligence, due diligence, and it will make the move go faster. Um, because at first we were customer be like, I have this budget and I'd be like, guys, we just got to run. We (laughs) just got to go. But because we do want to meet, meet their budget, but then it came to a point where we're uh, questioning our lowering our, our standard um, standard. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that we also offer with our customers, whether we book you or not, you give us a call. If you fill out a quote, we're going to send you a series of emails like packing tips, moving tips, Oh, cool. you know, how to move with kids in the best way, how to move with pets Let's in the best way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so then that way, not like, I understand sometimes, you know, you end up going with family or something else, but at the end of the day, I, one thing that Busted Moves cares a lot about is our community and whether you're a customer of us or not. Yeah. We just recently moved. Um, And and this is a shout out to you. Brooks was our, Brooks was amazing. It was the moment, um, because it was a, it was a long process and you came in towards the end. And ever since you came into that process, um, it, it, it helped us just melt away. Appreciate yes. that, dude. No, I, I, I enjoyed I mean? it. And, so. we're, and, and this doing this podcast with you is just a minor like appreciation yeah, of what you that. did because we we went through a lot of things. I did, but they and, they stuck through it and they they got in a beautiful home now. Yes, so. and I don't know if it was anybody but you that could have done, done it. it. No, yeah, that. especially as being a business owner, you know, you were in you know. It's just not your straightforward W two employee, and so yeah, Brooks, you are a well of knowledge, that. and we appreciate you. What did you. he do? He said he read a three hundred. Oh my gosh! Yeah, to find one question that we had in the fine print. Yes, and he said he found the answer. He said this you're good. It. Don't worry about yep. it. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but yeah, but going back to to customers and caring about them, um, we want to empower them so that they can make their move simple. And it's an enjoyable process all the way through. You are about to go into your dream home that might have taken you years upon years to get into. We don't want it to be clouded by the stress of, oh, I have to move myself or, you know, my furniture broke or, oh, you know, this box is a disaster. There's so many things that can go wrong with moving that we really pride ourselves on being the best, training our guys, spending that time, effort um, so that our customers are the ones who benefit from the best. And even like you were saying, like, even if they don't move with us, we still want to add value to them. We don't just care about them. If they hire us, we care about their journey, even if they don't. So that's why we send out that, that helpful packing tips, right? You know, if they are like, well, you guys might not be, uh, I might not be able to afford this type of service. Do you recommend people? We still have like a pool of, uh, you know, other companies that we will recommend that we're like, you know, uh, they, they don't do this like us, but I believe in their work and they can take care of That's you. True. Here's their number. Um, and, and so we, we want people to have a successful move yeah. with or without us. Mm-hmm. You, you alluded into, um, helping the community. Yes. And that's a, that's a good question. I try to ask this question for anybody that I have on the podcast. Cause, um, whoever I bring on usually is usually a professional in our community mm-hmm. and just knowing how they, um, give that helping hand yeah. in the community and what it is um, that, for example, Bust Moves does specifically for our community. So we know that you provide that moving and that comfort. 
Um, what is your vision for helping our community and what are you doing currently to give that, that out to our community? Yeah, absolutely. So for us, our biggest vision and where I feel like we invest a lot of bus and moves is creating high level positions within our company. Nice. You know, um, Taylor and I, we're from Southern Idaho. There's a lot of agriculture there. There's a lot of factories there. That is something that we don't really have here in Pocatello. Yeah. You know, uh, a good job is is really hard to find. Um, you know, there's a lot of retail. There's a lot of fast food. You might be able to work at the university or INL, but that's really difficult sometimes, those jobs to get into. Yeah. So what we thought is a great way to give back to our community is creating high-level positions, extremely well-paying jobs for members in our community um, so that they can support their families, support their kids. Um, on top of that, once a year, Busted Moves um, donates snacks to Wilcox Elementary. Nice. Um, a lot of the time, these kids are in tough situations. Food isn't always guaranteed to every child That's in our so community, scary. which is heartbreaking. Yes. Um, being in the school system myself, you saw it. I saw it. And so usually Taylor and I will pull up one of our trucks um, and just carry out snacks, granola bars, juices. Uh, we do that. We always love participating um, at the homecoming parade. And recently we got one of our trucks wrapped as the um, hometown dominator bangle edition. It is super cool it looking too. It is really cool. And just to give back to Pocatello, it's given so much to us. Yeah. And so th those are ways that we've been able to find um, to help. That's awesome. My mom, um, growing up, my mom was the kindest person. Yeah. She was so kind. She's so giving. And, um, we'd always pick families, you know, for Christmas to help them out. And that, we didn't have a lot of money, but we had enough to, to, help. to help. And this last Christmas, you know, um, we do, we, we donate quite a bit. And it's just, it's just one of those things. We just sign a check and say, here you, you go. Just you just do it. Just do, it. You do yes. it quietly. And so that's what I'm trying to think. Like, but this year it kind of, it, it almost made me sad. I'm like, am I, are we doing enough? And I got looking at our employees, like Marcelo was saying, and, um, I truly feel like we are building the community by building these good people, these good human beings who um, go out and are proud and they're not causing problems. They have responsibilities. I love going to a gas station and I'll be wearing a bus moves and they say, oh, you work for bus moves. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I work for Bus and Moves. I never say I'm the owner. I, I, I want to hear what, what they say. What their comments are. And, yeah. and they'll say, you, uh, there's two other guys that come in here every day. They're the nicest. That's so nice. You know, and, and, and it's just so awesome to hear that uh, these guys are and gals are amazing people in our community. And so it kind of just made me think, okay, you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to take care of my tribe. And my tribe is my family and the Bus and Moves family. And if we can take care of them and, and make sure that they're good, then they can spread. You nice. know what I mean? And that's kind of really what uh, hit me this year is I'm like, I'm, I'm, you could always do more, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing something. You're doing something. I think the saying, and I probably am going to screw this all up, but <laughs> you touch 10 people. Yes. And those people touch 10 people individually. Right. Yeah. So if that's just a waterfall or compounding effect, uh, you're doing the job, right? right? So yeah. if you're touching your employees that way, making them better people or feel like they are better people and they are able to reciprocate that and put that back out to the community, that's mm -hmm. 10 more people that you're yeah. not, you haven't even talked to directly right. that are now feeling that same love, feeling that same growth um, coming from yeah. just the initiation of yeah. doing it. So 
and Taylor and I, oh man, we're pretty bad at this. And I don't, I don't know if growing up, it was just like, do a good deed and tell no one. That was That's always like, well. We didn't have social media. No, on, we right? have social media, and I'm not to date us, but you know. <laughs> I'm with you. Now. I'm with you. <laughs> um, and and so I think a lot of the times uh, when we've had the oppor- when we've been fortunate enough to be in a situation to help, um, we have a hard time talking about it yeah and that's, um, that's good that's the way it should be yeah and 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 so i feel like those people that we've been able to give i'm so grateful that we've had that opportunity you know who you are yeah. and we love you dearly we love this community and we're so excited to grow bust and moves to continue to do this These in things. other areas and have the opportunity to help that way right. yeah. so one other question that i wanted to ask um and the world is always moving, no pun intended, but we, we all know that there's ever changing things that mm-hmm. go on in technology and AI has become the new big thing. Yes. How are you guys using that um, for, for your company? Yeah. And then how is that beneficial to your customers? Mm-hmm. So um, we know AI, yeah. a lot of things are coming. Uh, some are fearful, yeah. some, are, some are excited, but in the meantime, let's just get after it. You know, let's, let's not, let's not let that control us either way, but we're, we're on the other side. We're excited about um, AI Uh, with our coach. We're really going into how to use AI, you know, and it's not a way to replace somebody. It's to enhance Enhance it. Mm -hmm. And so we are really diving and using, um, well, if you look at it in a way, and I'm I'm not trying to interrupt, but like your CRM technically is, it does its own thing to enhance the job that you guys are doing. Exactly. So it's just, just another tool. And we have, uh, I I always thought it was chat G B. (laughs) And so it's chat B. That's because we're of the age that we didn't, we didn't, and we we can't change even (laughs) if we know the answer. Um, we created our own chat line of you, we, we implemented, or we put in there our core values, our mission, um, our, our messages, our verbiage that we use, we dumped it all into this chat line. And, um, so when we need to make a post, we, now this chat line knows you knows and knows how bus moves would say that, Mm -hmm. you know? So if, if you just take some time to learn about, AI and and all the amazing things it can do, it, it's incredible. Yeah, I agree. Know, we we really have uh, we have a channel um, at the lender I work for mm-hmm. um, that we can go in, and they have inputted. I guess that's the word they they put in all of our regulation docs mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. that could pertain to a loan that I might need a question on. Absolutely, I can go in there, type it, and it gives me the documentation. But it also gives me an answer. Yes, um, and that is like you said, it's just an enhancement. Yeah, I'm yes. not. Um, I mean, I, I know most of my regs, but I don't, I mean, like we talked about there, there's yeah. 300 pages to one specific yeah. reg when it yes. comes to taxes. Yeah. Yep. There's I, no way. There's no way I could yeah. remember all 300 pages. So <laughs> yeah, just finding that out and being able to um, know where to go to look and then getting that information enhances my ability to respond back to the customer in mm-hmm. the quickest way possible, but also trust the, the information that's being provided to me. So same thing for you yeah. guys. Do you guys anticipate it um, affecting any kind of, um, I mean, mover is a mover. You can't yes. really have an AI mover, but does it, is it going to affect how they communicate with you at the beginning? Do you think? 
Uh, customers, yeah. I think it is going to affect it. Yeah. So um, we're really excited. We're implementing right now uh, a, a new system and it's really going to help with like sales funnels and follow-ups. Yeah. Um, and then also with us putting in like all our information with busted moves, like pricing and you know, how many movers we have something that we call a cheat sheet for our sales people. So it says if it's this square footage of house and this many bedrooms, this is how many movers we send. Yeah. So we're planning on putting all of this into a chat bot. Therefore, if someone needs movers and it's 2 a.m., it. yeah. you know, they can go to our website. They can get that information going. They can schedule a call oh, cool. with a, a salesperson. So it's just a way of getting answers and solutions faster to our customers, you know, because they could wait for us till we open at 8 a.m., you know, but what if it's an emergency? What if we need to know all this other information? Yeah. Well, that uh, anybody, I, well, I say anybody, me personally, I go to bed and my mind will spin and I have these <laughs> questions that come up or yeah. answers I want to get. So yeah, that's a great idea. You can go chat with us <laughs> in this chat box. Chat away. <laughs> and what we think is really going to help is we have hungry salespeople, hungry yes. sales reps. And when a lead comes in after 6 p.m., um, everyone kind of rotates, but if they're available, they're going to take that because our whole goal is to call you within five minutes. Mm-hmm. You submit a form. We want to call you within five minutes. And so at night, what we found out is we'll call and the people are like, what? Oh, wow. why are Wait, why, why are you calling me? Well, you just submitted, submitted a form. You just submitted a form. I figured you wanted to talk right now. <laughs> we really feel like that's where the chat bot will take over yeah because it'll message them you know they're in the mode either on their phone so they're probably texting yeah so it's just gonna and it'll know enough information to give to fill in the blanks to fill in the blank and then say would you like to schedule a call tomorrow nice and then Mm -hmm. they schedule a call that that bot sends a a notification or not a notification a task Mm -hmm. for alex jenny and 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 so we feel like from the beginning, it's really going to make customers feel heard. Yeah. And also for like our social media, we've started to use it. Um, or when we were walking in here, you said, yeah, we need a it. brochure or pamphlet from you guys. And so we started, um, there is like a plugin for Canva. Yep. Uh, and so we started, yes, yeah. we've started using that. We've also started using, I believe it's called Dally. On there? Okay. So it like creates images for you. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So we've started using that. So Taylor and I are, always learning, always mm-hmm. trying to implement things, understand things we don't understand. And I think for me, that has been the most fun part of oh, being yeah. a business owner is the, the creativity, the, create, the growth, the yeah. constant, constant understanding what people are talking about. And also sometimes not and going and finding out what that was, the learning that to me is like a drug. I like it. With AI and with all the new technology, it makes it a level playing field. Absolutely. Agree. Everybody, you know, we're, we're a good size moving company, but we're nowhere near the biggest, but now we can compete with the biggest, you know, the biggest have calling centers 24 seven act. Now we have that with AI. Yeah. We have those things where it's just a level playing field. And if you're willing to go after it, learn about it and use it, uh, sky's the limit, especially in places like Idaho. I feel like people, and I've always loved this about Idaho because it gives you such an opportunity. I grew up in Southern California until I was 12 and there's no businesses there that you can start that someone isn't already buco billionaire. So to compete with them is extremely difficult in Idaho. What we found out when we started busting moves, no one was in investing in a website. No one was investing in social media. No one was investing in Google ads or Google guarantee. 
they just weren't. They were like word of mouth and that's great and all. It's the best form and cheapest form, but But it's also the most difficult form, right? And what if someone isn't from this community and they just moved here and now they need movers. They don't have friends to ask, but they can go on Google, right? They can do other things like that. And so that's one thing that we've done. We've really invested a lot of the money that comes into Bust and Moves goes right back into it. And that's a huge piece of advice I'd give people. And Reinvest our, in your business. Our marketing budget is in a year is more money than um, it, it's a lot. Yeah, it's, but it's it gets a lot it of gets money. yeah, but it it grows you absolutely. It grows you. And it and I'm a firm believer. Whatever marketing avenue you're taking, if you put a dollar in, it better give you ten back, or it's not a good it's marketing. Working, yeah. You know what I mean? But you also have to track that. You oh have gosh! To yeah. Take the time. I'm glad you said that. I'm a part of a, an accountability group with a couple yeah. of realtors and lenders in town because mm-hmm. we all want to be better, and it goes back to that whole mindset of 90 percent of the time mm-hmm. we yeah. don't feel like we're at the top, or right. we, you know we could yes. push harder. So um, this accountability group is is good for that. But one of um, the realtors, his name is Chris, and he, he that's what he said. He said if you don't track mm-hmm. your activities and the gains from those activities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's likely that it's the 80, 20 rule that yes. you're going to be spending 80% of your time on 20% of your production. Yes. So finding out and managing what is actually winning mm-hmm. and then rededicating that 80% of the time to mm-hmm. that, the gains are there. So, yeah. well, and if we would have kept going with that sales call with Alex, there's a question right before paint the picture and it's, uh, they'll be like, Oh wait, out of curiosity, how'd you hear about us? That's in the script, That's even it. though they're supposed to act like, hey, this just came to my top of my mind. Because we know if it came through um, our CRM system, it was a website, but maybe they saw our truck and inspired them to go yeah. go to our website. So we are always tracking to yeah. see how you're where, getting, how you're where getting people customers. are getting, you know, uh, hearing from us. And it's all about tracking and tweaking, right? Everything. Yeah, you can track it, but if you don't tweak it, it, then what are you doing? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. What are you doing? So as you brought up Idaho. Um, mm-hmm. We have all four seasons, sometimes in a week and sometimes um, extra long winters. How does that yes. affect moving? <laughs> um, so in almost six years, Mm-hmm. We've never, ever missed a job. Sweet. No matter um, rain, or rain shine. shine, the movers will be on time. Uh, it's hard to move yeah. during the winter, but we but we have created this mindset in the company. This customer, and you know good all this too, that customer is closing on a house. Yeah. And somebody else is closing on their house. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's a timely effect. deal. Like they have that day. M- majority of the time they have only that day to move. So we, we, uh, button up our shirts, you know, <laughs> have put, long johns, have long johns on, put a hat on, uh, and we're going to show up. Now, if the customer calls and says, uh, like, Hey, you know, maybe not today. It, it's kind of, uh, the weather's bad. If they're you'll, flexible, you'll that, yeah. we'll, we'll push it back Absolutely. like that, you know, cause we don't just say guys go out there and do it. They, they know that if we don't do it for them, the customers can't do it. Yeah. And everyone has bought in and it, it makes a hard snow day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we also have safety procedures to take in the hand. You know, if it's a real muddy day, we try to send one extra, one extra mover and we'll keep 
two or three guys inside, they take the so they're not off. yeah yep, tracking in mud, not tracking in mud, and then we have three guys where we'll put two pads down and they bring everything on that pad, and then those guys yeah, just run nice. stuff. So yeah. so we have procedures to you learn. It. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you there. Was uh-huh. that was that in that notebook at the beginning? So I learned this situation. Absolutely, this is, <laughs> this yeah, is absolutely. Because I was just thinking like. Man, they just moved into a house. It could be a brand new build. Yeah. I'm going to be trucking my muddy shoes in. Yeah. But then I'm like, but it's not effective to carry one piece of thing, take my shoe off. So, how can, can, so you got to just kind of break it down to that Smart. fine point, you mm-hmm. know? And then I'm like, oh, let's keep. And there's a, they, they call it a word. The guys call it. I can't think of what it is, but it's basically this concept that we're talking about. Crew inside with their shoes off and a crew outside bringing it yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and then during the summer uh we (laughs) we uh we always it's hot in idaho it gets hot it gets really cold and it gets really hot um so we have drinks for the guys uh taylor um is always stocking up the fridge with energy drinks waters gatorade especially during the summer we have snacks jobs sometimes during the summer people are outside they're playing they're usually not as prepared during the summer yeah. as they are in the winter. Um, and so it's long, hot days. Um, yeah. So we try to make sure that we have those little things for our guys. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, but it also, it goes back to the business mindset Absolutely. of uh, this This is the way to keep it rolling. And this is the way to keep everything moving in the timely and efficient way that you've built. Yep. Uh, super, super good. So our last question, what is it? Or what is Bust Moves planning? What's what's the secret? If you can dis- disclose anything, well, what's what's the plan for twenty twenty four, and how is this going to grow your business? I'm freaking excited for twenty twenty four. I don't think a lot of people were yeah. in our industry, you know, and I'm just moving, just the real estate industry in general. I'm so excited. I know what's coming. Um, I personally feel twenty twenty four is going to be crazier than what was it twenty twenty one. Oh houses were, I really do. I, I feel like there are so many pent up buyers right yeah, now. They're all sitting on the sideline. They're sitting mm-hmm. on the sideline. And once it gets to the five, I don't know. I, I don't ever think we'll see two, three and people who are waiting for that. Or, no, I don't. We won't see that. I don't think. But I, not, honestly, I think you're right. You, you, you're spot on on the five percent. Yeah. I'd love to see it soon. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, analysts that, that I watch and and that I try to follow and mimic is. It might be Q3 is what mm-hmm. they're thinking, yeah, summer, right. end of summer kind of area, yeah. which is fine because that gives us time to to prepare. Yes. Um, if we move too fast, and I know I kind of cut you off, so I'll go back to you, Taylor, you're, but you're if we move too fast, um, that will that will cause yes. appreciation and values, which yes. would only just be a small hill, and right. we'll go back down. So right. yeah. um, making sure that it's done correctly. But yeah, I think you're right. They're ready to go. They're I think they're line. ready to go because what is it? Uh, you'll know the number more. Uh, was it 6 million people right now could buy or 4 million in, in the United States could qualify? Oh, it's yeah. I forgot what it was, but yes. It's, it's, it's not it's very a, many. No. But, but when it gets down to five, isn't it like it'll change 16 it. million? Tenfold. Yeah, it's tenfold. Because know, so. a, a lot of that plays into... The, the, the home coming on the market. So if someone's selling their house, mm-hmm. if a lot of these people have equity right now, yeah. they have a lot of equity sitting, but if they're only going to be able to turn the equity into a house of the same size, that's going to increase their payment due to the rate. What are they gaining? Yeah. Equity is nothing at that yeah. point. So that's where your biggest change is going to, that's why you'll have so many buyers that come in and so many homes, hopefully that become, um, more affordable, more enticing mm-hmm. to buyers that come into the market. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a snowball effect. Um, I'd love to see it all come into fruition this year. Um, and, I, and it's very likely that it could, especially with it being political and, yeah. um, you know, the feds coming out last at the end of last year saying that they've, they've 
they've done their work, quote right, unquote. Right. <laughs> I still, it's funny because I still am more so that it was back a couple of years ago. I'm like, watch 2024 interest rates are going to go down. Yep. Inflama- uh, inflammation, inflation is going to be down. Which and, will also help inflammation. Which, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, no, but 2024 is going to be a really big year for Bust and Moves. We are we are dumping money and resources into uh, Boise. Good, you know we we grew Boise to what it is to its capacity. What what you've put in it? Now. What we, what we put in it? Now we're going to invest in a position where we're going to create um, partnership or just affiliates, and we're going nice. to grow our name. I I have set big goals and Marcella she put a number to it. She wants 10 movers full time in Boise in December with three moving trucks. Nice. Okay. You could and, do it. And and Pocatello right now right now with uh we have 13 movers in Pocatello. Uh we have a bunch of trucks. We don't use them all. I uh, today they're pretty much all out. Um so we want Boise to be about as Just big as Pocatello. Mm-hmm. Good job. So yeah, we, uh, I also, I know that our business relies on the good fortune of people. So I'm very optimistic when it comes to this talk about, yeah. you know, interest rates and, and also we're Americans, we're consumers. We are. How much credit card debt are we in? That's 27%. <laughs> that's another episode. Yeah. yeah. Another, Don't exactly. worry about the credit card so debt. You're fine. I know that, uh, uh, we are consumers. It, yeah. The housing market, it's not going to crash. Um, it might slow down. Yeah. But, and we were talking about the power of words, you know, um, yep. before we, we got on the podcast, we were talking about the power of words. And I think that a lot of times as business owners, the market scares us, the economy scares us, who's going to be in office scares us, but there's things that we can absolutely control. So we try to focus on that. We try to focus on the things where we know we can make a difference. Um, and like Taylor says, we are optimistic. And I think that speaking that optimisticness, <laughs> out there, I, don't, I don't know if I just made up a word. The opti- yeah. 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 We'll go with but, uh, it, 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 it influences other people, you yeah. know, to, to look at it at a better side. You know, you can't be a pessimist and be in business because you probably won't be very successful. The doom and gloom is very, it's telling. It'll, yeah. it'll show out. Yeah. So. And don't surround yourself with those people because it's yeah. contagious. It is super and, contagious. And we know that we, with how market is, we're only going to get a limited number of leads. So we can't just keep telling ourselves, we need more leads. We need more leads. We are uh, nurturing the leads we do have. Yeah, we are spending more time on those leads with the information, with the emails, keeping present. So, um, I would love more leads, but we're going to take care of the leads we have that you and, got because you know that they nourish those leads and really give it our all. Mm-hmm. But uh, by doing that, it, it turns those leads into additional leads because yeah. they, they do they, they pass it along. And if you don't have that doom and gloom. Uh, mentality and the world's going to come to an end soon. Yeah. They pass that good spirit yep. on to the next person that's, yep. that's looking to make a move. So I can't thank you guys enough for coming on today. Um, but I do want 
um, our listeners to know how to reach out to you? What can they, how can they reach out to you if they have any kind of moving questions or if, if you know, they're ready to make that move? So. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love uh, to be your go-to movers, not only for your first move, but for every move that you make. So you can go to bustmoves.com. Um, check us out. You can also go to Instagram, Facebook. We are on TikTok where we TikTok. post some fun videos. Um, but if you want to give us a call directly or shoot us a text, our phone number is 208-557-3328. Awesome. Guys, that's it for today. I can't thank the curbs enough. Um, if you have any moving needs in the state of Idaho, um, anytime soon, please look up Bust Moves and give them a call. They are your go-to people. But I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Have a good one.